Hey, this is Freddie Coleman of Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and Series X and Channel 80, and you're listening to the On the Board Sports Podcast. You can it on the board. Yes. And welcome back to another edition of the on the Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. Happy Memorial Day to all. And let's remember what this day stands for. Thank you to all the service men, service uh, women. Thank you for your service. As always, joined by my co-host, William Chirucci, a.k.a. Will C. Will, happy Memorial Day, pal. How you doing? Sean, great introduction right there, man. Thank you uh, for being who you are and to every listener out there listening, happy Memorial Day. Yes, indeed, it is Memorial Day today. Hey, listen, it may be the unofficial start to summer, and there may be a lot of people barbecuing, drinking, having fun, everything like that. But not only throughout this pandemic, we have to, and I mean this, we have to remember our veterans because without them, there is basically no no way of life here in America right now as it stands. So thank you to the veteran for the ultimate sacrifice out there uh, that, that's been doing it and that has been a part of our uh, just fighting the fight. So thank you to, to them. And also thank you to all the essential workers out there too, doctors, nurses, firemen, cops, EMT workers, essential postal workers, and even construction workers as well, and grocery store workers, fast food workers as well. Just want to say thank you uh, for them. Well, well, we have well, very, very well said. Well, we have a very special guest with us today. Will, who? Yeah, and, yeah we're good. <laughs> yes, we do. Joining us from Connecticut is the one and only Jay Harris from ESPN. Jay, thank you for sacrificing some time to come on. I know you were working earlier at the ESPN studios, and it's Memorial Day, so thank you for coming on and talking sports with us. How are Gentlemen, you? Gentlemen, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm good. You guys good? We're hanging in. We're hanging in for the most part. Cool. But we're here. Hang tough, as my dad used to say. Hang tough. <laughs> Absolutely. Jay, how did the love for sports broadcasting begin for you? It really wasn't a sports broadcasting thing. It was more of a journalism uh, thing, to be honest with you. Uh, I've always been attracted to media, whether it be radio or television, from watching or trying to figure out writing, um, not just the news. I was a big sitcom fan when I was a, when I was a kid. Uh, so I've always been attracted to really good writing. Um, when I was in the 11th grade, I took one of those career aptitude tests and I scored well in the area of interpersonal skills. And I, I looked at the jobs underneath it and it, I think journalist was the third one down. I said, oh, okay, that's what I'll be. So that, that's kind of where it started in the 11th grade. That's awesome. And you went to Old Dominion, you found your way, and now you're working at ESPN right now. So that's awesome to hear. I am. It's cool. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> that's definitely awesome to hear there, Jay. Jay, can you just talk about the importance of what makes writing so important? Like it could make or break a scene, a script, a show, so on and so forth. How important is writing when it comes to just journalism and, and everything? 
I always tell people, don't be a journalist. I'm sorry, I take that back. Don't be a sports reporter or a news reporter or a sports broadcaster or whatever. Be a, be a storyteller. You're, you're a journalist at heart. Be a storyteller. So if you can, you have to have the ability to go out and get some information, bring that information back, and put it in a form that is digestible, informative, uh, in some cases entertaining to your, to your audience, whether it be television or radio. And writing is essential. I mean, it's, storytelling is essential. It's, it's the essence of what we do. Uh, especially, I, I, I love everything we do at ESPN. I'm not, I'm not being a company man saying that. It's, it's the honest truth. Before I, I got to ESPN, I would watch ESPN all the time. Uh, but from, from Sports Center to Outside the Lines to all the other shows, but especially the features that we do, the, the great storytelling. And now that with the 30 for 30s, just it's writing is at, it's the foundation of everything. Good storytelling is the foundation. So without it, you don't have much, not in my opinion. Interesting stuff right there. Well said, Jay. Jay, did you have any favorite writers at all growing up or any broadcasters that, you know, that you looked at and said, I want to style myself after uh, such and such? No, not really. Um, growing up in North Carolina, uh, there were folks I, I, I watched on, on television, uh, local broadcasters way back in the day. Charlie Gaddy was a big time newscaster. Tom Souter did sports. Now I think Tom does news. Uh, I'd have to check, make sure that I'm telling the truth on that. Um, nationally, uh, I really, really liked Tom Brokaw. Uh, I really liked Brian Gumbel. Um, they just were able to, especially with, with Brokaw, I'm sorry, not Brokaw, um, Peter Jennings. I like Tom Brokaw, but I really like Peter Jennings. Um, to, to be in a situation and tell me about that situation, no matter what it was, whether it be on the set, uh, live breaking news from the scene of uh, conflict, war, wherever, interviewing whoever, he just had an ease about him and could just flow. And I used to uh, watch Bryant interview. Um, I still do on, when I watch real sports. And just the, the really good open-ended questions. Uh, one of his best questions is why? Why? And you have, you have to answer that question. I, I, I find when I, when I watch a lot of interviews, there are not a lot of questions. It's a, like a, it's a leading statement and then people stop. And then the interviewee is stuck for better, for all intents and purposes. Because if you're expecting a question, you're ready to give an answer. But if someone hits you with a statement, you're like, well, there's not necessarily an answer. So I'll just say what I want to say and go off on my own off ramp wherever I want to go. So as an interviewer, um, like watching, watching Peter Jennings or watching Tom Brokaw or watching uh, Brian Gumbel and seeing them ask good open-ended questions and making their interviewees work and give them good answers. I, and I, um, I, I try to remember that. We had a guy 
who's like the interview guru. His name is John Sawatsky, and he used to uh, work at ESPN. And he had this class he would do every few months. And I finagled my way into his class, I think two or three times, just because I was just so, I was just so blown away by it. And it just changed the way I looked at interviews and interviewing and changed the way I watch television. And my wife gets mad at me, I think, because I, I think I pay more attention to the actual interviewer than what's going on. And I will yell at the television and she'll look at me. But I, I can't help myself because bad interviewing just bothers me. I know that was a long answer and I apologize, but it's no, okay. That's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. It's okay. That's perfect. Like Bridges is zoned in and taking it and all in. So absolutely that was, uh, perfect. Jay, to piggyback off of that, obviously you've been on TV for a long time, Nanker and Broad. Uh, why why you gotta say it that way a long time? What are you trying <laughs> to say, man? I mean that in the most Okay, this interview is over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> most uh lovable way way uh, way uh, jay. but jay what goes into making a broadcaster and an anchor great like what skills talents qualities does one need to have to become to go from good to great in, in your mind can i can i answer that question with a question sure go for it who do you like to who do you like to watch honestly i like to watch Lewis uh, Riddick, I love that man. Lewis does an uh, outstanding job. My all-time favorite, favorite, favorite person, Chris uh, Berman. Chris, uh, Chris Berman, since I was a kid. Why do, you, why do you like Chris Berman? When, when he talks about the game, and when he talks about just sports, even though I'm watching it from home, I feel like I'm watching it with him. I'm mm -hmm. sitting down, I'm in the next to him. It's almost like the way that he breaks down everything. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I'm being taught more than I'm being told, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. He's very personable. Uh, right. he, he, he's, he's good with the, it makes you feel like it's just you and him, that whole one-on-one -on -one communication kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. And he has a way with words and he makes it fun and, and, and he knows his stuff. So you yeah. trust him. So... So it's to answer your question, all that stuff that you see in Chris Berman mm -hmm. is what makes a great uh, anchor, uh, a great reporter. And Lewis Riddick, he's more of the, the analyst. But with Lewis, you get someone who has the, the experience and is able to take the experience that he has in the NFL and just talk to you about it. I mean, that is a, that's a skill, man. That is not easy to do. I mean, I, I agree. Lewis is one of the best. And when I watch Lewis... Uh, when I watch Adam Schefter, um, when I watch Woj, when I watch Tim Legler, when I watch Bruce Bowen, when I watch all these, 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 these people who come from another area, uh, Tim Kirkshen, he's fabulous. I mean, him and Adam writers and whatnot, but not necessarily broadcasters, but they are able to take their experience and their information and just talk to us because that's what we, that's what it's all about. And just, that, that, again, the one-on-one -on -one communication and just tell me what you know. And if you don't know it, say you don't know it and they go find out some more information they bring it back to you when they know it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so simple, but it's not because it takes you doing it year after year after year to realize that, oh, this is simple. 
and I should mm-hmm. just talk. I should just talk to people. Right. <laughs> well said. Very well said, right there, Jay. Um, Jay, as far as you know, going through this whole pandemic right now. Thank God you're doing good. Thank God your family's doing good throughout this. My question for you is: since basketball is coming back in New York with the training facilities opening, even hockey and baseball and such going out there and reopening. What's your thoughts on, on sports coming back and, you know, just basically training, just getting training back in the States for now. My thoughts are, I will watch it as it goes along. Safety for these uh, human beings that play the games that we love to watch uh, is paramount in my mind. And I know it is for all the leagues and, and, and the team owners and the commissioners and, and, and coaches and whatnot. So it, it, it'll, it's going to be interesting to see the protocols that they put in place. Like NASCAR is just hitting it out the box. Right. The way they, no fans in the stands, um, testing. Everyone lives in the community. We try to keep everybody together. Uh, the drivers... It's, it's different than a team sport because you're in a car by yourself. So you don't have to worry about anybody during the actual race. Uh, I talked to Brad Keselowski this morning because he won the race in, in Charlotte yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, you know, he, he's glad they're racing, but he does miss the fans. But if he had to choose between racing and the fans, he, he wants to race because that's what they do. And the fans can watch it on television. And hopefully we will get to the point where we have the proper safety protocols in place or a vaccine where fans can come back to watch it in person. So as we, as we open up per se, and things start to come back, um, I just, it's, it just interests me watching the, the different safety protocols that are put into place and the different discussions that are aimed at keeping not only the, the, the team safe, but hopefully the fans too. Well said, Jay, well said. Jay, did you have any favorite players, any favorite teams, any favorite uh, sports uh, group growing up? Oh, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, growing, up, growing up in Chapel Hill, um, I wasn't a Carolina fan. I was a, I was a North Carolina State fan. And I took, a lot of, I, yeah, I took a lot of stuff from a lot of friends, a lot of my, my people in Chapel Hill for not rooting for the, the hometown Tar Heels. They were cool. But there was this dude at state and war number 44 could jump out the gym named David Thompson, who was just everything to me. Right. I mean, that was, that's my guy. And years later, I find like I'm in good company because uh, David Thompson was Michael Jordan's guy. So that, that, that's who he looked to. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing this right. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, but heck, I am. I have a lot of favorite players. I, I mean, I grew up when I was a kid as a as a Cowboys and a Dolphins fan, um, and I have no idea how I became a a, a Celtics fan. Um, I think I was okay. only. I think I was the only black kid who was a Celtics fan. My best friend was a Lakers fan, and we battled in the eighties. You know, just <laughs> being honest with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, John Havlicek was was my guy. I just loved the way he played the game. Um, we lived in Pittsburgh for 12 years. So if you, if you live in Pittsburgh, you're either all Steelers, all Penguins, all Pirates, or you're run out of town. 
So, I mean, that's where I am now with, with those teams. Um, but not, I don't necessarily, other than those teams um, and Old Dominion, because that's my school, right. <laughs> I just like watching good, good people. I just like watching people play, man. I like watching the athletes. Uh, I, I like watching the teams. So I'm not so much a rooter for a particular team now. Or I just I just enjoy it. Like I hate I hate the whole greatest of all time debate mm-hmm. because I'm like well, why why can't I just enjoy each individual for what they do without having to pick which one does it the best. Right. Uh, especially when it comes to eras, because the game is different. All of the games that there are different. So someone who's doing it now or has done it in the last 20 years, you put them 40 years ago, are they the same person? Yeah, I don't right. think so. Equipment's different, team's different, everything's different. So right. who am I to definitively say that one person is absolutely the better than everybody else? I'm just trying to enjoy everybody for what they bring to the game, their respective games. And somebody, people might call that a cop-out. Fine, call that a cop-out but I'm just, I'm trying to enjoy because it don't last forever. As we found out with the last dance. I mean, I watched, I watched every episode and I saw Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan dunked on me in a pickup game and in Chapel Hill when I was in high school, as I was leaving for college and he was in college because in Chapel Hill, you just grew up with people and that was just life in Chapel Hill. So I've seen Michael Jordan from the beginning to now. And I had forgotten how good that brother was at the game of basketball and I'm glad I watched him as closely as I did and enjoyed him like I'm enjoying LeBron I enjoyed Kobe may he rest in peace um, um, I'm enjoying Tom Brady I'm not necessarily a Patriots fan because of the whole Steelers thing but the brother the brother can play so I, I'm just trying to enjoy these folks who play these games because they're not gonna play them forever well said right there, Jay. Absolutely well said on that. Jay, I got to come around here back to the NC State stuff because okay. right across the street from, the, from their campus, their football campus is PNC Arena mm-hmm. where, the, where the Carolina Hurricanes play and where the basketball team plays. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you about the Carolina Hurricanes here for a second, okay? I can't tell you anything about the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> All good, all good. But I'm serious. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, 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 all good. Um, I, I just, I don't follow them. Okay. Uh, we can, you know, talk about the Penguins if you want to, I guess. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'll take it. You're a Penguins fan. Yeah, the whole Pittsburgh thing. Okay. Yeah, all right. We, we got there. You had two cups, '91 and '92. You, I was there when Yarker was but a pup and he used to drive really fast everywhere and he would, they, they would stop him and give him speeding tickets. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Former Hartford Whaler, Ron, Ron Francis on that team too. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. But just, to, just in general, just to, with the sport of hockey in general growing in the South, because many people looked at it back then and said, oh, how is it growing and everything like that. We had on John Forslin, great announcer for the Hurricanes, and say that it's been growing in Carolina, you're from the North Carolina area and you might, you know, I, I know you said it just now that you don't really pay attention to Carolina Hurricanes hockey, but in general, just hockey in general in the South, how much has that grown from that, from your, from your perspective? I mean, the fact that it's there and, and, and continues to thrive says a lot. Uh, I don't care where 
it is, if you win, you know, people will come. If you put out a good product, people will come. If you give them an experience, people will come. So uh, the bottom line is to make whatever your sport is fan friendly and to put a winner out there and to invest uh, in the people they're going to be smacking the puck around or, or whichever sport you choose. So I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it, it got me my first, my first live hockey game. If you, if, if you are one of those folks who says, Oh, hockey, man, what about hockey? Go see a hockey game live yep. and you will be hooked forever. It, it is just, I can't, I can't really describe it. The atmosphere, the, the fast bit, the back and forth, the, the skill on skates and the sticks and the puck. It's just, it's amazing. And I, the Stanley cup, the Stanley cup playoffs. I just, I love watching it. I think it's my, it's my favorite. Probably because, you know, the penguins are always in there close somewhere. (laughs) And and I battle with Randy Scott, who's a Capitals fan. Well, we're Islanders fans. So, you know, we got, Uh, you need a hug. <laughs> well, we eliminated the, the, the Islanders. Eliminated the Penguins last year in four games. Nobody gave them a chance. So. I can't. I can't. I'm not talking to you anymore about that. <laughs> I'm, trying to for, I'm trying to forget that because I have no idea how that happened. Uh, that was very true. All, all good. All good. Whatever. What? I can't. Are we still? Is the connection still good? Are we still messing on? I'm still on. Hello? That's funny, Jay. That is Jay. I know you mentioned before, I want to circle back to it, the MJ doc, the last dance. Two quick things um, for you. Overall, what was your takeaway from it? And number two, can you believe that what we all thought was the flu game ended up being the pizza game? (laughs) You know, I heard the food poisoning thing before. I'd never seen it laid out like that. Um, But everybody just, you know, call it the flu game. Okay, it's the flu game. So that's, that was a crazy story, uh, right. the way it was all laid out. How, whatever it was, he played his behind off and willed himself and that team to a win, if it was flu or food poisoning. There's just something inside of Michael Jordan that is just superhuman right. when it comes to competitiveness and a will to win. He has it. He, he has it. Um, I, I thought the whole thing was really well done. It was amazing to me that they, they moved it up uh, because of all the pandemic stuff. It was supposed to be during the NBA finals on off days. Um, and they were editing as it, as it, as it went along. Um, and I think they finished episodes nine and 10, I think the Thursday before they aired something like that. Yep. But it was just it, the, the footage, the stories, uh, and the music, and the music integration and the editing was just fabulous. I thought it was really, really well done. And I might just have to watch it again on ESPN Plus. And you can buy ESPN Plus if you like, if you don't have it on your mobile app. <laughs> Free advertising right there. <laughs> Excellent plug, Jay. <laughs> Excellent plug, indeed. Jay, outside of your sport, outside of being, you know, a sports reporter, you've worked in, you know, you've done various news stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, which news story stands out to you as far as one that you remember the most? Hmm. There was a story I did in Pittsburgh that my photographer and I did because we were a team. Um, 
there there was some new technology and and the remains uh, of a, a local woman's loved one was identified and brought home. Okay, a war remains. She led us into her home. Uh, everyone had the story, but we were on uh, the ten o'clock news, so we had a little extra time. So she led us into her home, pulled out like flags and, and honors and, and medals and everything. And, and my photographer shot it well with a light and we just talked that the thing we talked about before we, we just talked and she gave us a good, a lot of good information and she gave us a story. So we went back and we wrote the story, put it together, edited it, aired it. And a couple of days later we get this letter and she wrote us thanking us, telling us how much she appreciated how we treated her memory. And that was, that always stands out to me because I've gotten the letters that, hey man, you suck. Why are you even on television? We hate you, blah, blah, blah. Every, everybody gets those. I mean, it's just, I, I guess, uh, it's, I'm not even gonna say it's the society, it's society we live in, it's the society that has, was grown from the beginning because it's always been here. We just have more technology now. Right. But um, to, for someone to take the time and write something nice and to, to say how much they appreciate it, it, it made me feel good that we took the care uh, into that story that we did. So once that thing, when things like that happen, you, you realize that that's what it's all about. So every story, whether it's a 20-second voiceover or a 10-minute uh, feature story, it deserves the care, man, because you're talking about a person. You're talking about something, somebody's loved one. If it's a regular news item, you're still, it's still, it's, there's the human element in there. So you have to respect that. You have to, you have to treat that with respect. So that, that has to come out. So that, that's probably the one that, that I remember. And um, I, I kind of lean on to this day. Interesting there, Jay. Jay, I'm not just saying this because you're on with us now, but you're one of the people that I enjoy to watch. And I really try and grasp things that you say and try and learn. With that being said, there's two and, and others that I also did and try to do that with that I know you worked with, but they're no longer here. One is Stuart Scott. The other is John uh, Saunders. Just talk about your friendship and relationship with them and how great was it working with them and being around them until they both uh, passed away. First of all, thank you very much. I appreciate those kind words uh, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Definitely. And those two guys, man, they were amazing. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and on the air, yes, but off the air, just talking about life, that was the best. I mean, just talking to Stuart's daughters and, and my son are close to the same age. And, you know, we would all hang out and watching him play with my son and, and watch this, him, my son and, and his daughters and just, you know, being kids. Um, it was, we were two dads instead of two guys on television. Right. Um, and John, he was just such a, mentor is not a strong enough word. He was, he was a, an example. He, he was like, your, he was dad in many respects. Um, and he was, a, he was a rap music fiend. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I remember I rolled up in the parking lot 
uh, bumping some Dr. Dre and he was out there and I rolled up on him and I turned it down. He's like, no, don't turn it down. Turn it up. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right, John Saunders. Okay. Um, but I, and I remember it was at a, the National Association of Black Journalists Convention in Washington, D.C. John, Jamel Hill, and I were doing a, a, a panel program discussion, just talking to young journalists. And at the end, we were all taking selfies and hanging out. And I looked up and John was standing over there. And I started to go over there and say something, but he was, you know, he was surrounded by some kids and I didn't want to interrupt him. And I said, I'll, I'll just see him when we get back to Bristol because it was the right. last day. And right. he, di he died the two days later. Wow. And I was like, that's one, I felt, I wish I had gone up and said something. Right. But, but two, life is, life is precious. And you have no idea when your time is coming. Right. So it made me feel good to see him so happy imparting knowledge and growing up the next generation because he enjoyed doing that. He did that with me, he did that with all of us. And, but to see him do that at the convention. So knowing that um, he, he died, not just being himself, which was fab fabulous, but doing something that he loved. Right. Both of those guys, I, we, could, we could do the whole, this whole thing on, on John and, and Stuart if you want to. <laughs> right. Keep going, because I got lots of stories, but I know we don't have time. All right. Thank you for sharing that. that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Jay. Thank you. Absolutely, right there, Jay. Jay, tell us about the life of Jay Harris when you stepped foot into that Bristol studio. Right. What makes the day of Jay Harris go? First of all, it's cold. The studio is always cold. And the first thing we do is say, can you guys call and make the call? Can, you make, can, we, can we turn it off of Igloo? Can we make it less Igloo, please? All right? <laughs> Maybe just a little warmer. That's the first thing. Right. Uh, it starts before that. It, it, it starts, you know, in, it starts in the show meeting when we're talking about what we want to put on the show. Uh, and with the, the producer and the coordinating producer and the, and the director and the researcher, um, everybody and the production assistants who do the highlights, everybody chiming in with ideas. And then the producer goes to the computer and throws everything in and creates a rundown and the A block, B block, C block, D block and everything. And then throws the stories in and assigns stories and we start writing. And which that's what we spend most of our pre-show pre pre time doing. Uh, writing and, and talking and you know and cracking jokes in the pod where we sit where we where we used to sit all of us together now with the social distancing we're spread apart um, and then we go to the cafeteria together and we're still talking and cracking jokes and then we come back and maybe we can watch a highlight or two together if the game is done or check out the top 10 or whatever and then we'll finish writing and go get makeup and and then go to the set so it starts a long, it starts before we, I step in, into the set. Um, actually, it starts as I drive onto campus. And here's another story. So I drive onto campus and I see the four letters ESPN. Mm -hmm. And they are still very special to me. We have this, so we call it banner row. All right, we have these, these, these banners that we sign for charity. 
um, people can, um, a lot of us do it. If we, if we work with charities, we'll put them up on the wall and get people to sign it and we send it to the charity and they can auction it off for money. Um, one of our uh, colleagues had a friend years ago who was perfectly healthy, suffered an accident, paralyzed from the neck down. Okay. Just one of those freak things. So we all got together and signed the banner for him. And our, our colleague took his buddy, the banner, and he said when he gave it to him, he cried because he was a big fan of the network, watched all the shows. And the fact that we would take the time to, to just even that kind of a, that gesture right. meant so much that he actually, he shed tears. And I've never forgot that. So when I, when I roll on the campus and I see those four letters, they, they impact people. They affect people. So I got to be on my game, man. I have to make sure that when the, when I say welcome to sports center, my name is Jay Harris, that I'm bringing something. I'm not just mailing it in mm. from that story to, especially when the little league world, the little league world series, the, the prelims are in Bristol and, and the, the kids, the teams come and they, they tour ESPN and they're just like, wow, this is ESPN. Yeah. And these, these are, but these are the adults I'm talking about. Okay. Like, wow. <laughs> This is ESPN. <laughs> the kids too. The kids too. Right. But it it means something, y'all. So I, I and I'm not the only one that feels this way. So we know this place is special. So we know when the when the camera comes on, the lights come on, we have to make sure that we honor that with a good show. Very well said, Jay. Very, very well said. Jay, my final question for you is. The NFL, about last week or so, came out with this Rooney Rule thing that they want to give teams draft picks for hiring um, my uh, the minorities. And it hasn't been received well from everyone, not just Blacks and Latinos, uh, uh, but everybody as well. When you first heard of that proposed rule, what was your thoughts that came to mind? Because I think it's... I see why they're trying to do it, but I think it's a terrible move. But what's your uh, uh, stance on it? Um, kind of made me laugh, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, okay, here we go again. Um, if we, okay, I thought it was silly. Like right. you, I understood, you know, the kind of the thought process behind this, right. but draft picks for doing something that people should just do anyway. Exactly. We talk about, we're going to hire the best person for the job. So in hiring the best person for the job, why does your quote unquote comfort matter? Right. And if it's, if you're, we, we say this all the time, the, the, the owners, and they, when I hire people, they're, they're either comfortable for them. Right. Well, then maybe they need to open up their comfort zone. Right. The problem, the problem is, is, not with, is not with finding a pool of applicants. The problem is with owners and whatever uncomfortability they have with people who don't look like them. Right. That's the issue. Right. 
Now, are we going to be able to fix that? Change attitudes, change people? Now, I'm not implying that all of them are like this, but a good number of them because we're still having this issue. Right. But that's the problem. And when, you, when it comes to issues of, and I don't, like, I don't even like to call them racial issues, but they're honestly, they're issues of humanity. Mm-hmm. Because if we really believe that we're all humans and we're equal and we all bleed the same, then damn it, stop looking at skin color. Right. And I, I hear, you know, folks like to say, uh, if there's, if there's, it, it, with this issue too, well, why is it, why is it always, why, with these coaches, why is it, why is it always a, a, a race issue, like with, with black folks? Why, why, why is it, why is it a race thing? Well, why don't you ask that question of the people who are being racist? Right. Because that's what a problem is. Right. Don't ask me. Ask them why they can't get over it. Right. Why they can't see past this covering on this coach and, and go to the person and pull out the experience and see that that experience in this particular person would be good for their organization. It's not, right. it's not that person's issue. It's that other person's issue. Right. So uh, I, I can get a little riled up on this because it's, it's just, it just bothers me. It bothers me too, yeah. <laughs> um, but if we really want to get to the bottom of this, we need to have a human conversation. And it's a tough conversation. People don't like to have that conversation. It's like the whole Colin Kaepernick conversation. That's another one. Right. I mean, what if you look at the issues that led to him doing what he did, how can you not support what he stood for or right. what he kneeled for? Because right. those issues are real, right. like it or not. And if you don't like the fact that they're real, go holler at the people who keep doing it. Amen. Don't holler at Colin Kaepernick. Go holler at the people that made him and the other football players decide to take a knee. Because that's where the problem is. So to circle back to what I, I thought it was, I laughed at it. I thought, here we go again, um, because we're not addressing the problem. We're not addressing the root issue. And it's not a football thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a human thing. It's a societal thing. And with this country, it's an American thing. It's how we were built. Honestly, it's how we were built. I think you know, racism is our original sin. Bigotry is our original sin. And, and we don't want to deal with it uh, as a whole. And until we do, we'll, come, we'll, we'll propose more stupid ideas Talking about giving draft picks to just do the human thing. Amen to that, Jay, because I feel the same way. The fact that, that, the fact that a rule even exists in the first place, mm-hmm. that, that why is there a rule that exists to hire the best guy just because he's, he doesn't look like you or look like uh, someone else? So that's just crazy to me. So thank you for definitely uh, sharing that, Jay. You're welcome. Jay, me and Will appreciate you so much for coming on. Thank Absolutely. you for taking some time. Before you go, how do the people follow you on social media? Uh, Jay Harris, ESPN on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, those are the main two. My daughter said no TikTok for me because I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> understood, understood. Yeah. Jay, once again, thank you for taking some time, especially on this day and after work. Me and Will uh, appreciate it, and we appreciate you and continue to stay safe. Thank you so, so much, man. Thanks, guys. You guys, too.
Jay, thank I you again, it. man. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome, guys. Peace. All right. Peace, peace out. out. Well, that was the one and only Jay Harris of ESPN. Wonderful time. Great guy. And we definitely want to thank him for taking some time, man. That was awesome, man. Absolutely, Jay. Absolutely a wonderful, kind human being. And what more can you say about him in general? Just the man knows a lot. And hey, like you said before, storytelling. That's what matters the most. And just writing in general, going out there, just being human beings in general. Just I learned a lot today from this. I really did. I, I definitely did also. I definitely did also. Well, any final thoughts, pal? Uh, no, no final thoughts here. Just, you know, just got to go out there again. Shout out to every cop, fireman, doctor, EMT worker. Again, every essential worker out there just going about their business, just saving people's lives, everything like that. And just doing it, just doing it for the greater good of this country. So again, we just say thank you uh, to them and shout out to Jay Harris as well for sacrificing some time right after a hard day of work to come on our podcast and talk sports with us and life in general. Well said, Will. And yeah, a final thought, shout out to Jay Will. I was watching him on the TV screen and I'm thinking to myself, we're about to talk to this guy in like an hour or, or two. Right. Talk to him right after he came off work, especially on this day where he could be on the grill with his wife and his kids. So on the yep. That was shout out to Jay. Yep. Well, awesome job by you. And everything like that. So, for my partner, William Chirucci, a.k.a. Will C., I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. Another dope episode of On The Board Sports. Me and Will, signing out. Stay safe, be well. And last but not least, happy Memorial Day. Peace out.